0: This post is part of mini-week, where I'm posting a new mini-post but not actually mini as it turns out every weekday this week. Blank. I've always been a little confused about sound. So for, Tuesday's, mini, post, I decided to do something about that. We think of sound as something we hear, something that makes noise. But in pure physics terms, sound is just a vibration going through matter. The way a vibration, goes through, matter is in the form of a sound wave. When you think of sound waves, you probably think of something like this, but that's not how sound waves work. A wave like that is called a transverse wave, where each individual particle moves up and down to create a snake situation. A sound wave is more like an earthworm situation. Like an earthworm, sound moves by compressing and decompressing. This is called a longitudinal wave. A slinky can do both kinds of waves. Sound starts with a vibration of some kind creating a longitudinal wave through matter. Check this out. That's what sound looks like, except picture an expanding ripple of spheres doing that. In this animation, the sound wave is being generated by that vibrating gray bar on the left. The bar might be your vocal cords, a guitar string, or a waterfall continually pounding down into the river below. By looking at the red dots, you can see that even though the wave moves in one direction, each individual particle only moves back and forth, mimicking the vibration of the gray bar. So instead of a curvy snake wave, sound is a pressure wave, which causes each piece of the air to be at either higher than normal pressure or lower than normal pressure. So when you see a snake-like illustration of a sound wave, it's referring to the measure of pressure, not the literal path of movement of the particles. Sound waves can go through air, which is how we normally experience it. But it can also go through liquid or solid matter, Much of the jolting that happens during an earthquake is the result of a huge sound wave whizzing through the earth. In that case, the movement of the fault is serving as the gray and red bars in the animations above. How about the speed of sound? Well it depends on how quickly the pressure wave can move in a given medium. A medium that's more fluid, like air, is highly compressible, so it takes longer for the wave to move, while water is far less compressible, so there's less, gift to slow the wave down it's like two people holding an outstretched slinky between them if one pushes their end toward the other person the wave will take a little time to travel down the slinky before the other person feels it but if the two people are holding a broomstick when one pushes the other feels it immediately because the broomstick is much less compressible so it makes sense that the speed of sound in air 768 miles per hour 1234 kmph under normal conditions is about four times slower than the speed of sound in water, which itself is about four times slower than the speed of sound through a solid like iron. Back to us and hearing. Ears are an evolutionary innovation that allows us to register sound waves in the air around us and process them as information. Without ears, most sound waves would be imperceptible to a human with only the loudest sounds registering as a felt vibration on our skin. Ears give us a magical ability to sense even slight sound waves in a way so nuanced. It can usually tell us exactly where the sound is coming from and what the meaning of it is. And it enables us to talk. The most important kind of human communication happens when our brains send information to other brains through complex patterns of air pressure waves. Have you ever stopped and thought about how incredible that is? I was about to move on, but sorry, I can't get over this. The next time you're talking to someone, I want you to stop and think about what's happening. Your brain has a thought. It translates that thought into a pattern of pressure waves. Then your lungs send air out of your body, but as you do that, you vibrate your vocal cords in just the right way and you move your mouth and tongue into just the right shapes that by the time the air leaves you, it's embedded with a pattern of high and low pressure areas. The code in that air then spreads out to all the air in the vicinity, a little bit of which ends up in your friend's ear, where it passes by their eardrum. When it does, it vibrates their eardrum in such a way as to pass on not only the code, But exactly where in the room it came from and the particular tone of voice it came with the eardrums vibrations are transmitted through three tiny bones and into a little sack of fluid which then transmits the information into electrical impulses and sends them up the auditory nerve and into the brain where the information is decoded and all of that happens in an eighth of a second without any effort from either of you talking is a miracle anyway the ear can discern many qualities of a sound it hears but two of the most fundamental are pitch and loudness. Pitch-pitch is all about wavelength, i.e. how far apart the pressure waves are. The shorter the wavelength, the higher the pitch. Humans can hear frequencies as low as 20 hertz, which is a 56 feet, 17 meters long wave, and as high as 20,000 hertz, 0.7 in 1.7 centimeters. As you age, you lose your ability to hear the highest pitches, So most of you probably hear nothing when you listen to the frequencies approaching 20,000 hertz. Your dog will disagree. But you'll have an easier time hearing the lowest part of the range. The reason you can feel low sounds, like low bass notes in music, is that the wavelength is so long that it actually takes 1 20th of a second for a full wave to pass your body. Hence 20 hertz. Loudness The loudness of a sound we hear is determined by the amplitude of the pressure waves. In the animation above, The high and low pitched sounds depicted have the same loudness, because the pressure curves at the bottom of the animation are the same size vertically. Louder sounds have a larger oscillation between the low and high pressure sections of the wave, i.e. Loud sounds have higher high pressure and lower low pressure parts than quiet sounds. For sounds through the air on Earth's surface, the average of the high pressure and low pressure parts of the wave is our normal atmospheric pressure, what we call one, atmosphere, of pressure. So a sound wave might have a high-pressure component of 1.0001 atmospheres and a low-pressure component of 0.9999 atmospheres, and a louder sound might be 1.01, 0.99 instead. But in both cases, the average of the two is 1 atmosphere. We often measure loudness using a unit called the decibel, named after Alexander Graham Bell. If you want to be confused, read the Wikipedia page on decibels. It's a super icky unit and rather than bore us both by explaining it let's just talk about how we use decibels to measure sound the scale of loudness has a very tiny minimum the faintest sounds are far softer than any human could hear even softer than any of our finest scientific instruments could detect but depending on where you are sound has a hard maximum the reason is that sound isn't a thing in itself it's a pressure wave moving through a medium and since as we talked about The average of the high and low pressure points of a sound wave has to be the normal pressure of the medium. Loudness is limited by the fact that eventually, the low pressure point hits zero pressure, a vacuum. Since the low pressure can't go any lower, that point determines the max amplitude of a sound wave, and the loudest a sound can be, in any given place. The convenient thing about decibels, dB, is that the absolute faintest sound detectable to the human ear is, by definition, zero decibels. We call that. The threshold of hearing scientists do their best to study sounds far down into the negative decibel scale and there are man-made rooms on earth that register as low as minus 9.4 decibels where it's so quiet you can hear the blood pumping through your own brain but we can only hear sounds in the db positives the loudest a sustained sound can possibly be on earth's surface is 194 decibels which is when the amplitude of a sound wave is so intense that the low pressure part is a perfect vacuum The wave alternates between double the normal atmospheric pressure and no air at all. Not something you want to be present for. Let's take a look at the full scale, starting with the really quiet. One thing to keep in mind is that with decibels, each increase of 10 decibels doubles the loudness. So 20 decibels is twice as loud as 10 decibels, 30 decibels is 4 times as loud as 10 decibels, and 80 decibels is 128 times louder than 10 decibels. The scale stops at 194 because there's no such thing as a louder sound on Earth's surface. But we can go beyond here in two ways. 1. Shock waves when enough energy is released to pass the 194 decibels mark. It's too much to create a sustained pressure wave because we've bottomed out on low pressure. But things still happen. Very, very intense things. At 194 decibels, there's a maxed out wave alternating between double the normal pressure and a total vacuum. But once we get to 195 decibels, the energy stops moving through the air and starts pushing the air outward with an expanding vacuum. The more dBs above 194 there, the farther reaching and higher impact that vacuum bubble will be. It expands outward as a rapidly growing half-sphere. On the edge of the bubble is a barrier of super-compressed gas, and when this barrier sweeps over the land, it usually flattens whatever's in its path. As the hemisphere expands it loses energy and eventually dissipates but if you found yourself in the path of a shockwave before that happened you'd have a bad time first the impact of the super compressed barrier would be like hitting a brick wall in the same way and for the same reason falling on water from a bridge is like falling on concrete second compressed air is hot third it wouldn't just hit all parts of your body it would go through your body and if it were powerful enough it could turn your bones to powder and your organs to soup. Here are some famous 194 decibels plus events. Saturn V launch. The Saturn V was a beast. And the sound waves from its launches were so intense that they could light grass on fire a mile away. Even at 3 miles away, an observer would experience ear-splitting 135 decibels sound. Rocket launches create such a powerful sound, that space agencies flood the launch pad with water as the rocket launches to absorb the sound so the force of the pressure wave doesn't damage the rocket. The Hiroshima and Nagasaki bombs. According to sources I read, these clocked in at well over 200 decibels. The shock wave was so charged that it traveled 7 miles, 11 kilometers in 30 seconds. The 1883 Krakatoa volcano eruption. I'm overwhelmed by the amount of things I need to tell you about the Krakatoa let's do bullets it was a big eruption two other mediums there can be louder sound than 194 decibels just not on the earth's surface there can be louder sounds in the ocean in the land or on other planets the gas giants in our solar system for example have denser atmospheres than earth's which allow for higher pressure wave amplitudes and with incredibly fast winds and powerful storms there's plenty of opportunity there to make loud things What isn't loud is almost everything else in space. You've probably heard the term, sound doesn't travel in a vacuum, but it makes sense now, right? Sound is pressure waves through matter. If there's no matter, there's no sound. There can be immense heat, and radiation, and force, but to a nearby observing human, it's all dead silent. If, hypothetically, there were air filling the universe, then suddenly things would get very loud. Forget the terrifying concept of the sound of a supernova just the dumb sun sitting there hanging out would ring in at an astounding 290 decibels according to one solar physicist we'd hear that on earth as a 100 decibels sound the volume of a motorcycle all the time every day everywhere be happy that sound doesn't travel in a vacuum one last thought researching for this post and learning about what sound is gave me a new perspective on the tree falling in the forest with nobody there to hear a question i now think that no it doesn't make a sound it makes an air pressure wave and that's it the concept of sound is by definition a biological beings perception of the pressure wave and if there are no ears around to perceive the pressure wave there's no sound it's a little like asking if humans go extinct and somewhere in the post apocalyptic rubble there's a photo of a beautiful woman lying there is she still beautiful i kind of don't think she is because the only thing that's beautiful about her is that humans found her beautiful and without humans she's no more beautiful than the female beetle a few feet away, rummaging around the rubble. Right? Blank. If you like Wait But Why, sign up for our unannoying I promise email list and we'll send you new posts when they come out. To support Wait But Why, visit our Patreon page. Blank. If you liked this, here are a few more Wait But Why explainers. How Tesla Will Change the World The AI Revolution The Road to Superintelligence Putting Time in Perspective Sources The Awesome gifts. Dan Russell and ISVR CDC. Noise and hearing loss prevention U.S. Department of Labor. Occupational noise exposure Noddle.us. The sound so loud that it circled the earth four times UNSW. What is a decibel? Decibelcar.com. Decibel equivalent table make it louder. Ultimate sound pressure level decibel table NASA. Sound suppression test unleashes a flood idiom zero. How loud is the sun? Gibson.com. It might get loud. The 10 loudest rock bands of all time GC audio. Decibel. Loudness. Comparison chart. Mathpages.com. The speed of sound. Turn it to the left. Noise levels. Extreme tech. Can a loud enough sound kill you? abelard.com Loud music and hearing damage. Soundproof cow. Loudest sound ever heard. Chalmers. Quantum microphone captures extremely weak. Soundborne.gov.au. The eruption of Krakatoa. August 27, 1883. Here's a real slinky doing a longitudinal wave. Fun fact. The loudest animal on earth is a blue whale, whose calls can reach an outrageous 188 decibels, far louder than a jet engine. If you want to see this in action, watch these two guys sit in a car while playing unthinkably loud bass music. At 2.11 you can see the guy's shirt flapping about 20 times per second as the low and high pressure air passes through it. Only watch the 10 seconds where I queued it up. I watched the whole video and it's time I can't get back now. Also, dog whistles sound silent to us, but work on dogs because dogs can hear pitches as high as 44,000 hertz. Cats can go even higher, up to 79,000 hertz. But neither animal can hear pitches as low as we can. In fact, neither animal can hear the lowest 7 keys on the piano. Who knew? At first, I was using volume here but it seemed weird to use volume when talking about the natural world like you wouldn't say what's the volume of that waterfall so is volume just for man-made things like stereos in any case we'll be going with loudness going up by 10 decibels multiplies the sound intensity or the power of the wave by 10 not 2 but a 10x increase in power only sounds about 2x as loud to our ears so for our purposes the 2x increase is more relevant gif isvr gif gif soup gif gif soup gif dan russell gif isvr thanks to christopher reese for that analogy gif isvr thanks to commenter rebel28 for suggesting the pitch link sources for the info on this chart is down below for each of these i tried to find several sources that all agreed on the same number it's surprising in general how much disagreement there is online regarding db figures I couldn't find the original source. HTTP colon s73.photobucket.com user rocket9244 media hiroshima the shockwavegifhtml colon www.reddit.com r space comments 2h9y9g ckr6 med most of my info on this came from this excellent article on Nautilus.